Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk. The congressional candidates form 47th Congressional District. Our guest tonight, the Democratic candidate for Congress, Alan Lowenthal, and the Republican candidate for Congress, Gary DeLong, as we start our 21st anniversary year. Closed captioning provided by Scan Health Plan. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us tonight for the first show of our 21st anniversary season. And we have as our guest for the entire show the two candidates running for United States Congress in the, 40, in the 47th Congressional District, Senator Alan Lowenthal and Councilman Gary DeLong. Uh, welcome, gentlemen, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Alan, why do you think you'd be the best person to represent constituents of the 47th district. Well, thank you. First, thank you for inviting me to the show, Art, to have an opportunity to talk to, the, uh, to Gary about what some of the key and critical issues are. I'm running because I've had a great record of success, I believe. I have really tried in my years of, as a public servant to bring jobs to this community, to fight for clean air, to fight for clean water, to make sure that our schools and our educational systems work and also to make sure that government is responsive to the people and, that not, and not responsive to public officials. Uh, along the way of doing that, there's more work that needs to be done. I really want to go to Washington to really participate in this great national debate that is taking place now and where the differences between both parties and both presidential candidates are real clear, and I'm sure we'll discuss that during the show. Thank you, Alan. Uh, Gary, same question to you. Why do you think you'd be the best person to represent the 47th Congressional District? Well, I'd also like to thank you for the invitation to join you today for our discussion and also to uh, congratulate you on your 21st year for your show. You're finally legal. <laughs> but uh, I think I bring a unique set of skills to this seat from being 35 years in the private sector, 10 years in corporate America, the last 25 years as an owner of a local small business, but yet balanced with six years of being an elected official. So I understand both. I understand how government works and how it doesn't work and what we need to do to fix it. But I also understand the private sector, so I know what will it take to get our economy going again. Okay. Gentlemen, as we know, uh, nationally and <coughs> statewide and even locally, jobs and the economy is a key issue. And Alan, what, what in your background uh, and what would be your suggestions for getting this economy going and uh, getting our employment up? Well, first, the first thing is what in my background, what have I done is what you asked, and then what do I see going forward to do it? And I've had a history of bringing jobs to this community. I've been the person that wrote the legislation that ensured that we would do a public-private partnership to build a state courthouse in Long Beach. I was the one that ensured that there would be over a half a billion dollars as the chair of Senate Transportation to build a Gerald Desmond Bridge, and which really ensures that we will have still maintain our position as the world-class ports. And so I've had a record of working with the other side, working in a cooperative way. That's, that is who I am. 
Uh, I think as I go to Washington, I'm going to be strongly supportive of the President's American <coughs> Job Act. It's, it reinvests in our country, it reinvests in education, reinvests in infrastructure, make sure that we maintain our leadership role, and I also think that I will be there to work on a fair tax policy. Fair enough. And Gary, uh, why do you think you'd be the best for jobs in the economy? Well, first of all, let me say that I do look at things a little bit differently. I, I think those are good projects that, that Alan has mentioned, both the bridge and the courthouse. But again, those are public projects. What we need is we need the private sector to get going again. Like I say it's a great courthouse, good bridge for the ports, good for good movement, but we need the private sector to go. So I, I think what I would do is be far more supportive. Let's get our economy going again. Let's figure out how to help those small businesses, medium business, grow, prosper, create jobs for our citizens. That's the way to get out of our economic morass. It's not just more government spending. Alan, one of the controversial issues that you voted on was the ending of redevelopment agencies in the cities throughout California. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of controversy on that. Tell us why you supported the governor's proposal to end redevelopment agencies. Well, you know, we're forced at times to make difficult choices. That's why we're elected. And at a time when there were tremendous cuts and a lack of additional resources, I was faced with this opportunity, this choice before me as we made cuts. Children, schools on one hand, on the other hand, developers and economic development. That's really what the choice was. Redevelopment was the takes property taxes away from schools. It gives them to communities to deal with blight. At times when we're forced, when we have limited resources, I looked at that and said, it is time to reinvest in children. Gary, would you, if you had been sitting where Alan was, voted to end redevelopment, or do you think redevelopment was an important tool that the city should have and, and that this was basically a state takeaway of local resources? Well, I, I think Alan and I may agree on many things. This, this isn't one of them. Uh, redevelopment was one of the largest economic tools that cities have. In fact, the courthouse that he referred to, that was because of redevelopment. If we didn't have a redevelopment agency, that project would not have occurred. We need redevelopment. In fact, I can tell you three Democrat mayors, I'm not registered Republican, with three Democrat mayors endorsed me, not just because I'm a nice guy, because Alan's a pretty good guy too, but they were very unhappy over the redevelopment agency vote. It is killing our cities. And I will tell you, it wasn't a choice, in my opinion, between redevelopment or schools. That's the wrong choice. In fact, our schools have been decimated in funding. Cal State system over 30% cuts, a billion dollars the last two years, UC cuts, K through 12 cuts. I think what we haven't done is we haven't done at the state what Long Beach has done, which is you gotta shrink your workforce. You gotta decrease, you can't keep adding more public employees. Okay, Gary, you mentioned in your campaign literature just now that you have been uh, helping shrink the workforce, but that means cutting cops, uh, reducing uh, fire engines, and that kind of thing. Is that the kind of shrinkage that we really want? You know, what you have to do, and the same thing in Washington, we need to have everything on the table. You can't have sacred cows. In order for the city of Long Beach to balance its budget, don't deficit spend, don't create debt for future generations, we need to make some very difficult decisions. When public safety is two-thirds of the budget, you can't say, I won't cut there because if you're not willing to make any efficiencies, then you're going to not have any parks, not have any li libraries. You'll be the safest city that nobody wants to live in. But you do need to do it intelligently. You need to have good department heads, good police chief, good fire chief that says, <coughs> how do you provide a commensurate level of service with limited resources? But just That's for the, the record, challenge. the number of police officers, sworn police officers, has gone down from over 900 to about 750 right now on the street. 
Absolutely true. And last year was a 40-year crime low here in the city of Long Beach. Well, maybe we should cut more. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, right? But I think you, you need to look at it. But okay. we did have a 40-year crime low. That's significant. But crime is now spiking up again this year. It is. We're going to do more technology investment. Okay, we'll be continuing this conversation. But first, we have to pause for these messages. Supported by Edison International. Californians are getting to be old hands at year-round energy conservation, part of our special awareness of the resources we all depend on. We're making the change to energy-efficient light bulbs, keeping warm-weather thermostats set to a comfortable 78 degrees, and giving major appliances the afternoon off. Because when it comes to energy conservation, it all adds up. Life, powered by Edison. In today's world, everything's connected. From the workplaces that support us, to the homes that welcome us, to the trees and wildlife habitats that remind us how important our environment is. When a bird lands on a branch, and in the midst of a busy day, we stop to watch, it makes us realize we're all in the same boat. The Port of Long Beach welcomes this world with open arms, an environmental policy that's second to none, and a commitment to shaping a vibrant community. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks, I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I like to finish what I started. The new Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our customer service center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. As your business searches for smart ways to save, don't forget about the one that's right in front of you. Switch to the Charter Business Bundle and you can save big without sacrificing a thing. Get reliable business telephone and high-speed internet with local support and great features. Power your business with great savings starting today. It's easy to pay less and get more. Call now and make a switch to the Charter Business Bundle. We're back continuing this great discussion with the candidates for the 47th Congressional District. Alan, in one of Gary's uh, campaign pieces, he makes the following point that you, a liberal Democrat, are, quote, part of the problem and cites the fact that California's debt has tripled in the past 10 years, has the highest sales tax in the nation, second highest gas tax, third highest income tax. Its credit rating is the worst in the nation third highest unemployment rate in the nation, and over 254 companies have left the state since 2011. Yes. What would be your response to the basic charge that you are, your policies and the policies of your party are business unfriendly? Well, that's just not true. I think that the greatest problem that the legislature is, has faced is the fact that the Republicans in the legislature have not provided any additional resources to maintain the stability as the nation and as the world has gone through a great economic recession and depression. California has balanced its budget. California is on the way out. California still remains the seventh or eighth largest economy in the world. Uh, California uh, still has the highest technology in the world. The ca California is the home of the greatest amount of, of, of goods movement in the nation. Half the goods come through our, our, and so we still maintain our position. Yes, we do have 
uh, certain problems. We're still not out of it, but we can get there by having cooperation and having both sides sitting down and working together. One side refuses to work. Gary, I'll give you a chance to just respond to that. Well, first of all, let me just say I do agree with Alan that both sides need to work together. It's, it's not the other party's fault. But I will tell you that I also think that the state of California is headed in the wrong direction. You, you listed some statistics. There are many more. Our state legislature is not making the right decisions for the state of California. We're not pulling out of it. You talk to people that are unemployed or underemployed. We are not pulling out of it. We need to do more. We need to go back to what Governor Duke Majin did, where he provided a positive private sector business climate, and then the private sector created jobs for our citizens. We need to do that again. Alan, we've known each other for a long time, and you know I have a lot of yes. respect for some of the things you've done in the legislature, such as redistricting reform, yes. and uh, as a councilman, getting clean air and all. But uh, the state legislature is dysfunctional, and the, 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 the ratings are under 20% in the public's view of the legislature as an institution, not about their individual right. legislators. Right. Uh, I'm a member of a group called No Labels, and they offer a bumper sticker that uh, will uh, uh, hopefully uh, embody their message, and it says, stop fighting start fixing. And I think that's the mood of the country and the state and the community. Yes. I have that stick. That has been my uh, reputation throughout my 14 years in the legislature. I am known as a person that works across the aisle. The, the major changes, and I have been very successful in a legislature that's had a difficult time coming together. As you pointed out, I was the one that brought together that, that when I first started here in Long Beach uh, on the city council, when people said, you can't have clean air and you can't have economic development, I said, you can have them. We can have a sustainable system and they can both work together. And after fighting me for many years, they all joined with me. The same thing when I first introduced independent redistricting. Both parties didn't want it. I said we've got to fix the legislature. The way in which this it works is when we come together and we and we figure out a system that we are responsible to the people that elect us, not to the political parties, not to the special interests. I didn't get a second when I first started, but I kept fighting for it for years. Yes, I have stopped fighting. I have worked to fix it. That is my rec my reckon that is my reputation. Gary, I've asked you this before, but uh, you're view yourself and are a moderate Republican. I am. You're seeking to go to Congress that is dominated by the extreme right. Won't it be lonely in the middle? Well, you know, I think it may be lonely at first, but I'm hoping to, to grow the middle. I gotta tell you, and, and I give a chance, Alan, for a but that simply isn't true. My perspective what, is- What's he, not true? He's not a bipartisan a problem solver. He's part of his party's leadership. And the Republicans are just as bad, by the way. So it's, it's not an other party thing. Both are adhering to their party. Now. We do need to move our country forward. We need to work together. I do agree. I am a strong supporter of no labels. I'm also a strong supporter of their no budget, no pay at the federal legislature. You can't pass a budget. You shouldn't get paid. I think that's a great idea. I, um, I totally agree with that. Uh, That'll also make me unpopular in Washington when I get there. Okay. But I'm not there. To, I'm not going to fit We've in. We've alerted each candidate they'll have an opportunity to ask one question of the other. Gary goes first. Gary, your question to Alan. Certainly. Uh, I've noticed that there's been a video tracker that's been following me and my family around town, and uh, she says she's with the Democratic Party. Uh, can you tell me what you think the benefit of that is, having somebody take me and my family? 
I, I the person does not work for me. If the person does work for the Democratic Party, then you'd have to ask the Democratic Party. Well, she said she does. She works with the Alan Lowenthal and the Democratic Party because we, we did ask last night. And she said she works for Alan Lowenthal? She said that she works with the Democratic Party. Okay, fair enough. Alan, a question for Gary. Gary, uh, it's really hard to figure out where you stand on any issue. So the question is the Ryan budget. What parts of the Ryan budget do you support and what parts of the Ryan budget do you oppose? That's a great question. Thank you. As briefly as I can, let's look at the budget process. The president presented a budget, didn't get any votes. No Republicans, no Democrats, nobody voted for it. Then the House put together a budget, the Ryan budget. The single largest problem with the Ryan budget, it doesn't have any Democrat support. My question for the Republicans has been, what would you have had to do to, to trade away, to collaborate, to, to compromise, to build consensus, to, to bring the moderate, the blue dog Democrats? Come on, fellas. Yes, you have a majority in the House, but it would be a much, much, much better budget if it's a bipartisan budget. If it's not a bipartisan budget, then it's dead. It's not going anywhere. None of us are served. So I would tell you the parts that I disagree with are the parts that they weren't willing to go get Democrat support. My strongest priority is to be on the Budget Committee, and I will promise you that I will work with both sides and come up with a compromise, as I've done in the City of Long Beach for the last six years, leading the Budget Oversight Committee. I will bring the same skills and the same intent to Washington. Alan, 30 seconds to respond. You still didn't answer the question. What specific parts do you support vouchers for Medicare? Do you support reducing the tax rate on the, the highest income earners from 35 to 25 percent? Do you support balancing the budget on the backs of the middle class? No, I do not support balancing the budgets on the back of the middle class. But I think that increasing tax rates is going to have a harmful impact on our economy. The number one thing that we need to do is we need to get our economy going. We need to create jobs for the unemployed. We got better jobs for the underemployed. That is my focus. I'm willing to so work with anybody. So you support the tax cuts to the rich. I am willing to work with any party to get a compromise and move it forward. You Fair enough. And we there are no tax cuts. No, I do not support tax cuts. Gentlemen, right the issue is joined. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. Hello, I'm Jessica Hardy, a proud Long Beach native and a member of the USA Swimming national team. Having spent much of my life in water, I've developed a deep appreciation for the valuable role that this precious resource plays in our lives. In recent years, California's water supply has become unreliable. To address this reality, Long Beach residents have dramatically reduced their water use through permanent lifestyle changes. In doing so, Long Beach has made itself a leader in water conservation. 
as I work hard to achieve my personal goal of qualifying for the 2012 Summer Olympics. I encourage you to continue your tremendous efforts to use water in smart and responsible ways. So join me and your fellow Long Beach residents in strengthening the water conservation movement. By making small but significant changes in our water use habits, together we can ensure that we have a reliable water supply for many generations to come. We're back in this great conversation with the candidates running for United States Congress. Alan, you sponsored Senate Bill 568, yes. which would ban styrofoam cups and this kind of stuff, which uh, right, which uh, breaks down into breaks down particles, and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But it's been labeled a job killer bill yes. by the yes. by the Chamber of Commerce, yes. uh, and it died. It passed the Senate, died right. in the Assembly. Right. Uh, but you believe, obviously, that the environmental benefits outweigh the yes. Gary, you had a different view of the bill. Yes. Tell us. Why? Who would you like to go first? You. Love to. Well, first of all, I, I think one of the things that Alan and I agree in is we are both environmentally oriented. We, we would like our city, our state, our country to be more sustainable for the long term. I've led the effort in Long Beach. We've cleaned up the Alameda's Bay. It was D's and F's, water quality. Now it's A's and B's. We've done great things. But when I look at this particular legislation, I think it's headed in the right direction, just not at the right time. Okay. As I talk to restaurants, their concern is going to add thousands of dollars of cost, which then gets passed on the consumer. We will lose some jobs. Now, hopefully we'll get some good jobs down the road, but we would lose jobs in today's economy. We can't afford to lose jobs right now. But I, I think the intent is good. We, we just need to collaborate a little more. Okay, we'll, reasonable people there. can differ on, on an issue like this. Foreign policy, uh, it, it's a lot to sum up in a minute, but give us, Alan, your basic view of, uh, of foreign policy. You, as a member of Congress, would be voting on whether to go to war or not to go to war, uh, voting budgets for national defense. Right. Give us a summary of your thinking on foreign policy. We'll ask the same question again. Well, you know, I, I, I certainly support now the, uh, and I'm glad to see that we're uh, out of Iraq and that we will soon be out of Afghanistan. I, I think we've been there too long. I think that it's time to come home. I think our foreign policy should be targeted to at the greatest risk uh, to the United States. I think that we are, I'm a strong advocate for the state of Israel. Uh, I think that Iran represents the most dangerous uh, nation in the world. It is funding Hezbollah and, uh, other, and Hamas. And I think that uh, I support the president's and the worldwide attempt to put a tremendous economic sanctions on Iran and to make sure that Iran never develops a nuclear weapon. Gary, same question. Gosh, I, I think I agree on uh, pretty much all of that and more. Yeah. Certainly a strong yeah. supporter of Israel. I think we also stayed too long over in the Middle East. But I'll also add to that and say one of the mistakes we made is we charged the war on a credit card. Yes. We've, n we've never done that in our country before. We've always had to make the difficult decision. Do you invest in and schools? That was a, and that was a Republican president. That was a Republican president. George W. Bush. Yes, he did. He just said, keep shopping That's and correct. he lowered taxes. You're absolutely right. That was, that was a failed Well, policy. I commend you as a Republican for criticizing uh, a policy well, of your own, I, I our own president. I'm going to represent the and people of the 47th District, yeah, not a party. That they, part of the economic crisis today is we never knew how much that war cost and yes. we were paying for it. Yes. And now we are suffering the consequences of that. Uh, how do we get to work together? I mean, the two of you, if you were in the same body, could obviously work right. together. Yeah, but Gary... It's going to be very lonely there, despite your best protestations. There are not a lot of 
should you be successful, you won't find a lot of company in the Republican Party there. Won't you be a voice in the wilderness? I, you know, I don't think so. But I, I could tell you, I had the same question asked of me of 2005 when I ran for Long Beach City Council. And, and I had my best compliment about a year and a half ago, and it wasn't meant as a compliment. But one of my colleagues at the end of a particularly frustrating evening says, I don't understand it. You're the only Republican. There's eight Democrats. There's a Democrat mayor, and you always get what you want. <laughs> now, first of all, I want to be clear. I never get what I, all I want. We don't, uh, none of us, not in our personal lives and our professional lives. What she was alluding to, and she didn't know, is, yeah, I'm willing to compromise with the person on my left, the one on my, light, my right. How do I work with the mayor? What, what's in it important? What's his priorities? That's the same kind of mentality you have to take to Washington. Work with whoever you need to work with, because at the end of the day, the only way you serve your constituents well is to move our country forward. Gentlemen, time goes fast when you're having fun. It's come time for the closing statements, and we had a flip of the coin. And uh, Alan Lowenthal, you'll go first with a one-minute closing statement. Yeah, I'd like to say the measure of a person is what your opposition says about you. That's how you know who is Alan Lowenthal. And I'm going to read you a statement that was published yesterday by John McLaren, president of the Pacific Merchant Shipping Association, the head of all the shipping lines and all the business. Alan Lowenthal started his legislative career in Sacramento about the same time I started in my current position. Over the years, I've opposed a number of bills introduced by the senator. The running joke in many speeches I've given the past few years was that his name came up so frequently at my family dinner table that my children thought he was a long-lost uncle. But over the years, a funny thing happened. As I frequently worked in opposition to a number of his bills, I grew to really like the guy. Even if we disagreed on policy, Senator Lowenthal was always courteous, willing to listen, and never turned a political fight into a personal grudge match, even though I gave him lots of opportunities and justification to do so. The civility and dignity with which Senator Lowenthal conducted himself and pursued his legislative agenda in many respects represents a different era and value system in Sacramento. As the legislature came to a close the other day, it dawned on me that Alan Lowenthal wouldn't be in the Capitol anymore. I'm going to miss the guy. This was said by the leader of the business community. Thank you, Alan. Gary DeLong, your closing statement, well, please. You know, as I look at that, Alan is a great guy. I've known him for years, but I take me he's a nice man with misguided economic policies. So what I will promise you is I will make the constituents of the 47th my highest priority. I will focus on getting our economy going and jobs created for our citizens. I will use all the skills at my disposal to do that. I will work in a bipartisan manner. I will work with anyone to move the country forward. That's what you can count on for me. And I would respectfully ask for your vote. Thank you, Gary. It's now my role as moderator, one-minute closing commentary. I'd like to say this. I have a lot of respect because politicians get banged up pretty bad in the press. I have a lot of respect for the men and women who choose to enter the democratic system, to do all the things you have to do to get elected, to raise money, to go to countless functions and dinners, to knock on doors. I've known both of these men for many, many years. They're men of high integrity, high principle, high character. And I think we are fortunate as constituents to have two men of this quality running to represent us. So I wish both of them every success in their efforts, and I thank you for joining us at home for the very first show of our new 21st anniversary season. Alan, Gary, thank you for being with thank us. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone.
Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com. For the past nine months, our team and I have had the honor to be a part of the Veterans History Project. VHP was created by Congress in 2000 to collect, preserve, and make accessible personal accounts of American war veterans. So get involved. You'll find out that volunteers who participate with the Veterans History Project develop meaningful bonds and relationships with veterans, families, and fellow volunteers. The Veterans History Project, honoring all who served. Have you visited Glendale Community College, taken classes, attended a live production or sporting event? Make a connection, make a difference. Now more than ever, the college needs your help to continue its mission. By doing so, you're connecting with your community. In fact, the Glendale College Foundation is hosting a party to celebrate GCC's 85th year. We hope you can join us on Saturday, October 20th. For information, please call the number on your screen or visit us online.